everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Munden. For those of you guys who are new here, some quick links to reference are my Patreon, where you could sign up for as little as $1 a month for exclusive podcast episodes. Just Google search Forrest Munden and Patreon, it'll pop right up. Secondly, I have my Instagram, which is Munden, M-U-N-D-E-N underscore Forrest with two R's. Also, you can follow me there. My podcast is available on all platforms, iTunes, Audible, Google, everything. Check it out. Glad to have you here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders podcast. First and foremost, some housekeeping. The Van Man Company is the sponsor of this episode. They've been uh, my sponsor for about a month now. So far, I'm really liking their products. Uh, I've gotten really good responses from you guys. So it's good to know that I can bring a sponsor on board that the audience actually enjoys. And I know that the sponsor actually cares about uh, his customers. So uh, go to my Instagram, check out the underscore van man underscore company. Um, they're taking down big toothpaste guys. Like I think it's been shocking to learn how many of these estrogenic fluoride type chemicals and stuff are in our shampoos, our toothpastes, our uh, soaps, your basic cleaning slash hygiene products, like just completely destroying our endocrine systems. So it's cool to see a company like this kind of combat that a little bit. So they got protection oils, honey bombs, toothpaste, miracle tooth powders, uh, peppermint, beeswax, like they have so much freaking stuff, like mouthwashes, you name it, go check it out. Really good uh, brand. So appreciate you guys being a sponsor. And secondly, I cannot start this episode without thanking my newest patron supporters. You guys, honestly, it's really cool knowing that there's people out there that not only support the podcast by listening to it, but also supporting it uh, fiscally. So Wyatt Potter, appreciate you, man. Nick, uh, we got LB, uh, we got BC Callis, we got Maze, Barry, we got an unknown Ben, Steven, Matt. And Sierra. So once again, I appreciate all of you guys for joining the Patreon. So moving forward, I think I made a controversial post uh, yesterday on my Instagram. And uh, yeah, I got some, I wouldn't say backlash, but I got a lot of people strongly disagreeing with my post about traveling. And I will start the episode by reading the post off to you guys, but I got to give you some context. So it was this post about this 30 year old girl. She's like a 30 plus year old girl. Um, she always makes these videos. It's a total cope. Cope meaning like she's just coping with the fact that she's manless and childless well into her 30s. So it's like kind of um, like a reality distortion technique for her. But and, and many other people, not just her alone. But I'll dive into the psychology of it. Um, but the context is her posting a eight minute 10 minute long TikTok and says she's like dancing on a bridge and it says you're 30 when are you going to settle down and she like does this quirky cute little so many people are so quirky and like so cute and I I summarized modern content as just kind of like a dance monkey dance type of uh, theme it's like just dance be funny be quirky you know be happy love is love type guy and you're good like you'll go viral on TikTok every time and then she goes, yeah, fuck no. And she does like another quirky, cool little spin, another dance. And and uh, she's like, I go where I want to. You know that song? It's actually pretty good. And this is a life I want, blah, blah, blah. You got to look at it. It's on my story. But it's it's a huge coat. Okay. So she's a 30-something-year-old female. And uh, 
she disabled the comments on the video, which I found fascinating because if it wasn't a cope, you wouldn't disable the comments, but you know that you're just like denying yourself an important part of yourself, which is what I'm about to talk about in a second. You don't have to agree with me on this episode, but I think that most people can admit that I'm making a pretty decent point here about millennial travel culture and how it's actually pretty degenerate. And I think I have firsthand experience and analysis when it comes to this because I've traveled around the world. I've put a backpack on, I've traveled across Germany, Scotland, uh, uh, London, England, Denmark, Sweden, like you name it, I've done it. I've been in every type of hostel you can imagine from the expensive ones to the garbage ones. Um, I, I, I've traveled the streets and <laughs> for days and days on end in foreign countries, buses, trams, uh, taxis, walking, <sighs> couch surfing. I've done it. I've seen it. So um, I said in this post, I said, okay, that's, that's great. But most of these women hit the panic button mid to late 30s and become incredibly desperate for a man and babies. She'll find the most desperate beta she can, usually younger than her, and seduce them into marriage because she spent most her most fertile years, quote, finding herself, aka sleeping with the tons of tons of dudes abroad. And I said, in other words, this video is just a huge cope. So what exactly do I mean by that? Well, we we know that like this world that we're currently living in has granted us an outstanding amount of freedom, a freedom that I enjoy thoroughly with not only my travels, but you know, my technological um, curiosities with like computers and programs and editing and, and phones. And it's like, I, I enjoy it, right? But I can enjoy something while also seeing the, the cons of it while enjoying the pros. And I think one of the cons of like this instant type of uh travel culture that we have like just get on a plane bro like sell everything you have or like don't settle down in your 30s as a woman the biological clock is a little different for a man so like i don't really get on men too much in their 30s for just not settling down and traveling because let's be honest like we're on a way different clock than females females your clock is ticking you know uh, especially after your like late 20s but uh anyways so what happens is a lot of these women kind of, especially millennial women, especially millennial women, after the rise of third wave feminism, adopted the idea of like, just go and experience life, bro. Like, just go travel. You don't, you don't need a man. What? Babies? Pff, that's stupid. I'd rather have stories and red wine. And then it's like, they slowly start to, over time, you know, well into their 30s, mid 30s, I would say around mid 30s, they have this like, what like Rolo Tomasi and the quote manosphere talk about, which I don't really like them. I think most of them are kind of cucky, but I would say like the late twenties, I think they're right about this. These women hit this panic button, like what I talked about, which they call the epiphany phase where they realize, Oh fuck. Like, especially like mid, mid thirties, late thirties, but you know, end twenties, mid thirties, they talk about how these women will hit this panic button. All of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, I just wasted my entire, like most fertile, healthy, beautiful years, like traveling abroad. And like, it's so funny. These women who um, adopted this idea, like I need to find myself. And the only way I can do that is by breaking up with my boyfriend who loves me and traveling around Germany or traveling around Sweden. Or, um, you know, I just want to get on a backpack and go to New Zealand or Australia. And they do that and they sell their stuff or they, or they break up with their boyfriend. They essentially like smash all bonds or commitments they had. They quit their job or either way they just like, 
leave and they just get up and they go and they travel. I've seen this countless, countless and countless amount of times. And uh, what happens is what that actually translates to isn't necessarily like, I just want to find myself or like, this is the only way I can find myself. It's like, no, I actually just realize that I want to live a degenerate lifestyle and just ride the cock carousel and go live abroad and like li live this like super free kind of like gypsy type lifestyle and just like lay on a bunch of dicks for the next five years. And then like that to me, that's what they think like personal freedom is like finding yourself and they do that. And then they don't even have to travel abroad. Like women just do that in general now because they would rather like prioritize travel culture or like a career in a job field where everyone hates them. They'd rather prioritize that over like their God given gift, which is to make babies and like support a family and a husband and to like love that man and to like have that man love her back. I think that's the most beautiful thing. But instead they fall into this idea that they can't have the best of both worlds, which it's like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of families travel together and it actually looks pretty freaking fun. Like I know that when I have kids, I'm going to travel with my son or my daughter and my wife and we're going to travel around the country or around the world. Like I'm going to set myself up for that. I'm not going to sacrifice one or the other. And especially as a woman where it's like you're on a biological clock, you know, you only got a certain amount of eggs until that egg starts depleting and like healthiness and fertility. And uh, every year that passes, especially like after age 28 or 29 into like thir your 30s, the risk for for like uh, deformities and other he adverse health effects, like especially in today's like kind of toxic, um, I mean like physically toxic, like chemicals and stuff like that, it only gets riskier and riskier to wait. So it's like these women just burn their most fertile years for like traveling through Germany. And it's like, okay, so the point is, is that it's, so I'll just continue reading. It, I said, it's so ironic how millennials feed into the idea that, quote, I'll find myself once I put on a backpack and I travel the world, end quote. And I said, this is a lie. No amount of traveling, no amount of, quote, not settling down will ever help you, quote, find yourself. I've met the, some of the saddest, loneliest people while traveling, the women especially. Most of the time, they are in their 30s, childless, and often pretty bitter towards men and their fathers. You'll see them say things like, I'm not one to settle down, or give some strange cope as to why they don't want to have, a children, have children or a husband. It's fine if you don't want to have kids, but don't preach and glamorize your degenerate lifestyle to the younger generation of women who can still be influenced by your cool wine ant lifestyle. I think that traveling with kids is one of the coolest things that you as a mother and a father can do. So like, let's break this down a little bit. Millennials are all about freedom and all about traveling and like choice. And it's, it's great. That's great in theory. But the problem is, is like it, they do it from like a selfish narcissistic, nar narcissistic way that it's just for like the glam. It's just for Instagram. It's not really to like really find yourself. It's not really to have these beautiful experiences with like wonderful people. It's like, no, I want to go get dick down in Australia or New Zealand and I want to drink a lot and I want to post these stylish. It's, it's never comes from like a place of authenticity. They never travel with true intention. Like if you're going to travel as a young man or a woman, it's like travel with intention, travel with, um, an idea of like wanting to fully immerse yourself or at least semi immerse yourself in that person's culture. Like go look at their history, go look at their castles, you know, do some tours and stuff like that. But, it, but that's not what most of these people are doing. What most of them are doing is like, they're just using it as a vehicle for their vices, like to drink, to bang, to smoke pot. It's like, it's fine. But it, if you replace that lifestyle with like 
coping out of having kids and like finding yourself a good healthy relationship then it's like you're doing yourself no one you're doing yourself no favors at all um anyways so like moving forward i said this is a lie because millennials especially and probably like this newer generation but i know millennials especially like we've kind of glorified this like van lifestyle it's like bro i just want to get in a van and just travel around the country and it's that's great too that's cool but then you're gonna do that and you're gonna realize after the fucking second week that it sucks ass you can find nowhere to camp you're crammed your van gets dirty super quickly and it's like you've spent so thousands and thousands of dollars like in a van traveling across the country it sounds great it looks great on instagram but at the end of the day it's like you're much better off investing that money into something that's like probably more productive now i'm all about living in a lifestyle with like experiences and memories i believe that's what life life is about but like i said if you do it from like a vice like perspective or if you do it from like a, a place of like narcissism or you just want to like flex on your friends like look at bro i just got in a van like this spiritual su superiority that comes from like the van lifers and like these millennial cringe traveler backpack travelers like I said, 90% and I've met some great backpackers, like some of the best people I've ever met were, were travelers, but very far and few between very far and few between. So like I said, I've met some of the saddest and loneliest people while traveling. They're usually like down and out. They're, they're really bitter. They're really lonely. And like I said, the women, especially like the solo women backpackers, a lot of them are in their thirties or like late twenties. Um, they've spent their entire lives in careers that they hated and then now they quit and they're often like really feminist like women like they're never super friendly towards men and especially their fathers like I've spent countless nights in hostels um, with like drunk people ranting about like their boyfriends or their ex-husbands or like their fathers or their families or like the patriarchy it's just strange like I'm recognizing a pattern here I'm not saying like, this is absolute but I, I, I'm recognizing a pattern in this travel culture. Okay. And I said, you'll hear them th say things like, I'm not one to settle down or give, give some strange cope as to why they don't want a child or husband. It's because what they're doing is they're selfishly prioritizing like this lifestyle of degeneracy, drinking, smoking, partying. Um, that's what it is. Like I've been there. That's what it is. That's not always what it is, but more often than not, that's what it is. Like they're just, it's a way to glorify and, uh, express their vices and like like this lifestyle which i don't honestly agree with and that's not my problem like you do you okay whatever like you want to be a fucking degenerate you know turd that just bar hops all night in like beautiful parts or like disgusting parts of london like you do you but don't promote that as like the absolute lifestyle like the priority of life or like don't don't think don't they make it look like that's how you find happiness and that's not how you find happiness you're never going to find happiness you're never going to find fulfillment by traveling around the world with a backpack on you're not it'll be fun it'll be exciting and you'll get some really good memories out of it but at the end of the day it's like 90 percent of the time you're wasting a shit ton of money and you're going there for the wrong reasons like i said you're not traveling for intention you're not traveling for like historical reasons or like to see castles or like to make friends you're traveling because it usually comes from a place of lacking like it's almost Almost like an idea of the grass is greener on the other side where i've been there i've done that i've been very unfulfilled i've been very unhappy and i thought well maybe if i get a backpack on and i like go to germany or i go to uh to uh 
to Britain, then that like somewhere in England, then maybe I'll find purpose and meaning in my life. It's like, no, you go there and you realize that all the problems that you had in your head in America just follow you to this other country. In fact, they're amplified because usually they're like really lonely. You're wet, cold, spending a lot of money, eating shitty food. You're dehydrated. You're lacking sleep because you know, you're, you're cheap and you only sleep in hostels or either way. It's like those problems, those mental health issues, that lack of familiarity, fulfillment that you have is amplified when you travel. But if you like really learn about yourself from a, from a true, honest way back home or like with friends or family or, or like some deep meditation over long periods of time. And like, you really learn about yourself, man. Like you really take the time to learn about, about yourself. And then you travel your, your travels are going to be 10 times more fulfilling because you're almost like based in reality. You're, you're more settled, you're more secure, but you know, I've been in that point in my life where I felt like I needed to find myself when I traveled. And like what I said in this quote, I said, um, I said, I said, I traveled across the entire world to find myself only to realize that everything I'll ever need is in my blood and in between my ears, meaning that all the peace, all the quiet, all the serenity, all the security I'll ever need is in my thoughts and my perception of reality, my feelings, my imagination, how I interpret the world, how I choose to go about my day-to-day life here and now rather than like abroad or overseas. And everything I'll ever need is my blood, meaning like ancestral appreciation and where I come from and who I am as a man and who I am as a German English man or American or whatever it is. It's like everything you will always need everything you will always need is in your blood and in between your ears. Never forget that when you're per- when you're around people who are promoting this like degenerate cool wine ant van lifestyle. Okay, so I said don't fall um okay, let, real quick. I said it's fine if you don't want kids. So a lot of women these days they're all about like not having kids and a lot of men too, but it's it's a little bit more evil when I see women that are like that when they're like fuck kids. Kids are dirty and stinky cuz I'm like Yikes, like who hurt you? You know what I mean? It's like clearly you got some issues going on, which I always feel bad about, but you know, it's like still a choice. And uh, I said, it's fine if you don't want kids, but don't preach and glamorize your degenerate lifestyle to the younger generation of women who who can still be influenced by your cool wine ant lifestyle. So what I mean by like cool wine ant lifestyle, it's just like a satirical play on that ant that you have that has really cool stories about traveling abroad and always like drinks wine. She's like cool and quirky and she's always buzzed and intoxicated and really fun and buys you stuff. And then she goes home and she fucking smashes her face into a pillow and like cries because she's 45 years old and chose to prioritize like traveling in a career over making humans. Like it, this is a real thing. I've talked to countless women about this before. I'm not talking about women who are infertile and unable to have babies. That's a whole totally and separate tragedy. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who, who voluntarily choose not to have children. Also, it's an insult to the women who can't have children because these women who can't have children are like devastated. They're like totally wrecked most of the time. Eventually, I imagine they'll come to terms with it and like adopt or like find fulfillment and meaning in something else, which is great. But they look at the women who like choose not to have kids and I can only imagine what they think and they feel. So anyways, I said that I think that traveling with kids is one of the coolest things that you can do as a mother and father. I'm kind of sidelining here. I'm kind of on a tangent here um, because, you know, it's like people think that they have a choice. It's either, oh, especially women, like we're talking about mostly women here. They're like, oh, it's either, uh, you know, I travel now 
and or I'll travel never. It's like, no, you can try. I fucking hate when, when women, when moms and dads, but more so moms say like, once you have kids, you can never leave the house. You're stuck at home all day. I'm like, are you though? Are you like, I see plenty of moms out there that are still like going on hikes and, and trips. Like, does it become a lot more difficult? Yeah. You're taking care of like a suicidal tiny human that wants to stick his thumbs and plugs and sockets and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's going to be more difficult. You're taking care of an essentially clinically retarded stumbling clumsy being but it's still like very fulfilling and i see a lot of families who do it and i can only imagine how positive and beneficial that experience is for your kids like come on man i'm just i i think the job of every intelligent man in every new generation is just to repeat the obvious and that's what we're doing here okay and i said don't fall in love with the van slash backpacking life lie there's very little for you there at least in the long term okay that's a very important part there so blood and rain arthur talked about you know if you travel with intention then you're gonna have a lot better experience it's gonna be a lot more fulfilling and i i can um, add on to that by saying like if you know yourself if you're comfortable with yourself if you've taken time to dive deep and you know you know who you are your traveling is going to be a lot better but you know, if you go there with, from a place of lacking, like grass is greener on the other side, like the grass is greener in Denmark, like I'll find happiness there because the sun's there and grass and nice people. No, it's not how that works. Don't fall for that lie. It's a lie. It's a waste of time and it's wasting money. I think that there's a time and a place when every man and woman should travel in his or her life. But like I said, if you enter that adventure with a place of like substantial lacking, then it's not going to be as fun as you may have thought. Are you still going to get positive experiences and memories out of it and still going to have a good old time? Yeah, you are. But like go into it with a different perspective. And then, yeah, there's very little for you in the long term. You'll you'll notice that you'll plan out like trips abroad. You're like, I'm going to do three months in New Zealand. And then after the second week, you're like, fuck, I want to go back home. I always talk about how no matter where I go, no, literally no matter where I go, I always want to come back home because home is honestly like where you are. Like home is where the heart is. It's, you know, that cheap little sign that your mom puts above the bathroom, like home is where the heart is. Like it's, it's a cliche cause it's true. Um, but, uh, I said, most of you are better off building a local prosperous life in a well-integrated small society that actually cares about you. Use travel as a way to celebrate life and your successes, not to cope about your reality denial on TikTok. So it's like, yeah, spend some time, spend some money on travel, but traveling is not the meaning of life. Like we're fed this lie that in order to find yourself, you have to travel, that it's a meaning of life. No, it's not. You're much better off on investing in land or property or building a small business or like spending time on the gym and training yourself and supplementation and like really building yourself up as a man or as a woman before you go and like blow five, six, seven thousand dollars on like some stupid ass traveling trip. Okay. And I said, and I'll summarize this episode, um, by saying that I traveled across the entire world to find myself only to realize that everything I'll ever need is in my blood and between my ears. Like, think about that for a second. I, I've been there. And, you know, you can spin this episode each and every way you want. You know, you, people already are like, well, so you saying that I shouldn't travel then? Like, I have a trip coming up to uh, Brazil. Should I just cancel that? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, everything. I don't need to repeat myself. Um, but I said, you know, if if you are interpreting this as like, don't travel. Traveling's stupid. Traveling's a waste of time. I'm probably going to get a little clickbaity in the title. But... Um, then you're totally missing the point and you should go back and like listen to this episode again and reread my posts. Okay. Uh, like I said, 
some guy even messaged me. He's like, damn, bro, who hurt you? Nobody, nobody hurt me. I'm just telling the truth. I'm just sharing my experiences with you. And um, when I see, and I guess I do take it a little personally when I see people kind of promoting this lifestyle because my priorities have changed so much to like building a local life, like in a small town with beautiful property and a wife and children and still being able to travel and still being able to do all like, to me, that's real success. To me, that is like real fulfillment. So when I see these fucking idiots on TikTok, like quirky dancing and, t- and telling everyone that like settling down is, is lame and stupid and be like me on this bridge, Nepal, it, you're so lame, dude. Like you're so freaking lame. You're so cringe and you're not helping anybody. And honestly, you're just coping. That's why you disable comments. That's why you backlash. That's why you, that's why you're a third wave feminist. That's why you're a communist. Like it, you're, we see through the bullshit now. We really, really do. But anyways, whew, I got to go get a haircut. I'm really excited for that. I got my last drill here in California this weekend before I moved to Idaho. Uh, what else? Um, cold showers. That's one of the things I want to talk to you guys about before I end this episode. So cold showers, I've been taking a cold shower every, not every night. Cause I notice that like sometimes I'll be really sleepy before bed and I'll take a cold shower and I'll wake my ass up and I'm unable to sleep or it's more difficult for me. I don't do that. But every morning I've been taking a cold shower for at least one minute and the benefits have been substantial. My cold tolerance has gone up. It's it's relieved stress. I can feel my skin tighten. If you want to get to the point to where you're like shivering, it'll help you lose fat. Um, but that's I don't really recommend that because then that just spikes your metabolism, which spikes your appetite. And I don't really like having cravings or like a big appetite. In fact, like going into the next shred season, I probably want to invest in like appetite suppressors. But uh, anyways, yeah, cold showers have been phenomenal. Um, Moving to Boise in two weeks, like I said, I got a few career options lined up. I've taken back an interest of personal training. I've always wanted to be a personal trainer, but I think my mentality going into it was a little bit off at first, like years ago. I just saw like a bunch of really fat, whiny people who wanted my help, but then would end up quitting at the end of the day, which isn't necessarily untrue. But I think that if I got to a point to where if I got to Boise, I got to a nice gym and I established myself within the community, and more on the internet, you know, as a trainer, I can really set up some like good uh, plans and weight loss plans or like whatever your goals is, like you name it. I've done it all, I've been there. And I think that I can help some people with that. So I, my idea is like, I talked to some people like Jacob and stuff like that about getting into personal training and some of you other guys. And I think that's an option for me. Um, but nonetheless, like the podcast isn't gonna stop. I love doing the podcast. You know, I love doing the Patreon exclusives. And in fact, Speaking of that, in uh, probably about two to three weeks, I'm going to be set up in Boise, Idaho. I'm going to have a nice room, well lit, and it's going to be perfect for podcast videos. So the podcast for the Patreon is going to move almost exclusively to video. And that's going to be a Patreon exclusive and or YouTube with a paywall. So we'll see. Um, but anyways, guys, have a fantastic Tuesday. Like I said, I got to go to haircut. Have a fantastic day.